This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes. Until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental and more. Learn more at UH1.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So, the only thing left to say is, you win. Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards points delivered too, so that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app of participating restaurants, 18 plus, rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Welcome to the Chelsea Fancast preview show on a Thursday night. Thursday. It's a Thursday, kids. It is not a Friday. And not a Friday. No, and I am, in fact, Dean Mears. Stanford Chidge is not here today because it's his wife's birthday. Oh, no, actually, no. She let me off and allowed me to uh, broadcast to the world because she is a fine, wonderful, beautiful lady. So there we go. So it is, in fact, Stanford Chidge on the Chelsea Fancast preview show with, of course, the wonderful Jonathan Kidd. Lovely to be on this show, Chidge. <laughs> you all right? Yeah, yeah, thank you. We had fun fun on Monday, didn't we? That in and off the post show was a right giggle. Which which was reflected in uh, several tweets from exes, I'm sorry, posts from people saying uh, how how they laughed out loud a few times, which is always a good thing, isn't it? I agree, mate. Do you know what? Because I went out to lunch, took Sarah up the bush, as I was telling you all (laughs) today, which before you all titter in Mixler is a pub near where I live. And I I went with my mum and my auntie. And I was telling my mum and my auntie about our podcast and about our new signing, Moises. And I was saying that we've decided to call him Moises in a New York. And mum and Cam were just like laughing off their, you know, they thought it was hilarious. So there you go. Uh, anyway, yeah. without further... Is it anything to do with Push Push in the Bush by music? No, it's... it's, it's, it's I don't know. It, I don't know why it's called... I think it was the Bush and the Bird or something a long time. I think it's always been called the Bush. It is a okay. fantastic pub. One Remember of my that number, pubs. though? Yes, I, I know do. you want to get down, push, push, in the bush. Yeah, yeah I remember that. Well, I can't. I was probably not born when it was out, but it was probably still on the raid, on the wireless. Anyway, enough of our prattle. We've got a fantastic guest on the show tonight. Who is it? Can you guess, everybody at home, who our guest is? Is it the square window? In the round window. And he's got a picture behind him. He's got the banner, banner of uh, Otiago Silva himself. Is of course, is of course, goalie. Uh, what's your number? Fifty nine. Fifty nine. Goalie fifty nine. It is of course, is of course, Mister Clayton. Beerman. Lovely. Good evening. Good evening, and good evening, everybody. Clayton. So my, it's very annoying actually because my 
my uh, my background picture on Zoom is back to front, which you no doubt noticed. Uh, and there is a way of fixing it, and I can't remember what it Mirror. is. Mirror. I, I can't find that the, it is, but where where I can't find it says or, go to or, go to go to audio settings, right? Audio settings. Yeah, go to background and effects. I can't even find audio. Well, I just say it's not it's not back it's not back to front. Um, no, not for it, us. For us. Well, oh, it's not. Yeah. No, no, okay. it's not. But basically, if you go if you go into your uh, background and effects in settings and just tick yeah. mirror my video, then it will be poific. See, it doesn't. I don't. I I'm I'm in the wrong space. Anyway, you you just carry on and I'll just fiddle about with this. But thank you for that. Uh... Fiddle about, we won't shout while you fiddle about. Fiddle about, fiddle about, fiddle about. Who? We're in a very musical uh, frame of mind tonight, obviously. Um, okay, uh, J.K. Did you no. did you watch Potch's presser? No, you didn't. Did uh, Clayton? Did you watch Potch's presser? I didn't watch it. I listened to it. It oh. was in my pocket whilst YouTube was on. Mm. Um, I've, so, I I sadly I was... missed it. I've read about. I've read about it. But what did what did you think? Any any interesting juice that came out of it today, Clayton? No, nothing really. Uh, basically, Mudrick's injured, yeah. which is not a serious injury, but he won't be in the squad tomorrow night. Uh, he was pressed on the whole Lukaku thing quite vigorously by uh, the Moose um, about the fact that is he going to be reintegrated? And um, he was quite good in dealing with it, but he didn't actually categorically say no. Um, it was a, it was a bit of a nah. It was a bit of a Thursday afternoon press conference, to be perfectly honest. I, I don't think any. I, I mean, he was asked about potential new signings, and as always, he said, "I can't say anything because uh, they're not like players." And then they said, "Oh, but the goalkeeper's supposed to be having his medical today, which is incorrect. I think it's been moved to Friday." And that was it, really. Um, all very, you know, he's very respectful of Luton. They're going to be tough to play against. Um, yeah, it was, uh, it was as per program, really. Yeah, I mean, he, I think we were saying, weren't we, last week, JK, that dear old uh, Pochettino plays with a what, what I would commonly call a straight bat. Funnily enough, I was going to say that exactly, but it would be a, a straight Argentinian bat. Do they play cricket in Argentina? They must do. There must be some expats. They do. They do. I know somebody who's been out there, and there is a there's a, an expat cricket pub in Argentina. Well, how about that? I mean, there the must be because because so many. Uh, it was it was built um, by, by Welshmen. Brits. Welshmen. Didn't they yes. build the railways over there? Yeah. There was a bloke called George something. George Miller, it might have been, who basically took football to south america to brazil and argentina there was a wonderful uh film i think it might have been made i don't know but i got given a script for it when i was working in the film business i hope it got made it was a, a wonderful story um i think this lukaku thing is quite interesting jk i mean where we haven't really talked about that we've just presumed you know it's kind of like wishful thinking hoped that he would just disappear and fuck the fuck off uh, and suddenly he's in the news again because clearly nobody has bought him or he doesn't want to go where they want to sell him. Um, but he, he did that ludicrous PR interview, didn't he, about his mother? Well, which was quite sad to read, actually. I well, yeah, I read but it, nonetheless, yeah. it's it's still complete. You know, he's trying to come across as a sensitive individual rather than a 
money-grabbing toad, which is what we think him of, think of, of him. So, you know, I, I suppose that if he happened to play and played vaguely competently, as we would we would uh, change our tune in the way that we're changing our tune about uh, Gillette, um, who is uh, who is looking rather good, um, looking more the player that we paid a huge amount of money for, who own, earns a huge amount of money, um, and in fact played fantastically against West Ham, other than the last. 10 minutes when everybody played dismally, papping the ball around to the wings and nothing happening. But, um, um, yeah, I mean, I, I, I fear for what reception he'll get. I mean, he has been, he, he will really be taken to the cleaners by everybody. I can't see anybody giving well, him a... If, a, if he a, comes a, back. I, if, I, if indeed, yeah. if you were, you, were, you were mooting that possibility. Though, I, I can't see it happening, mate. I really can't. Can you? Seriously? Yeah, I, I, who knows what can happen with these owners? Well, you never, you can never say never, can you? No. Well, I, I, if if he is stuck and can't get a deal with, um, they can't get a loan deal with him with, um, Inter Milan, and he, he's burnt his bridges because of Juventus. Um, where does he go? You can't be buy him out of his contract. What do you do? He would just say, oh, I, I don't want that. Well, unless you give him all the money. Do they want to give him how much it would be for how many years? I don't. I know the. I know what was it? There was a brief, a brief um, tweet about him going to uh, going to Tottenham, but I think that was made up just to wind people up. You know? I've just um, because I'm, you know, but it's not entirely true that I I don't do any work to prepare this show. Well, actually, it's mainly true. But um, Clayton, in the it's, it's taken me this long. But I, I I had a client until about half past six, and then I thought, oh God, I'm tired. I just need to like chill out. So I I I I've been watching uh, the awful uh, kind of pointless hundred match, which is Birmingham Phoenix versus London Spirit. Um, but whilst doing that, I was reading an article by the wonderful Swiss Ramble, who annoyingly has now put themselves behind a paywall. But I couldn't resist reading it because he's he is one of the best analysts of football club finances and he's i used to follow him on but i still do follow him on twitter he's now put his writings on substack and behind a paywall but it was all about you know where are chelsea with all this spending and if you're going to read one person i mean one is kira Maguire, who's brilliant and he does a great podcast but the other is uh is this chap the swiss ramble and and i'm not going to go into it now because i need to kind of let it sink in there's an awful lot there it took me a long time to read it but one of the things he was mentioning is that what clubs will often do is they kind of reduce uh, the value. You know, I can't remember how they called it now, which is a bit uh, stupid of me to really bring it in if I can't do that. But effectively, they, it's like writing off a value of a player. So even if his net book value was, was, is X or his potential value is X, they will reduce it because, you know, either usually, usually, usually they write it down due to an injury. You know, so if a player gets injured horribly and his value depreciates or decreases... Uh, but the, the, they they reckon that they've done, they might have done it with uh, Lukaku and Kepa, which I think is very interesting. But anyway, enough of my rambling. Ha <laughs> ha! No pun intended, Clayton. I mean, where where do you stand on on the Lukaku thing? I I can't see that. I cannot see that there is any way back. It's not it's not amortization, by the way, Craig. It's something else. I'll read it read it again and let you all know on another on a future episode of the Chelsea Fancast, Clayton. Um, controversially, I would say that if he basically got his act together and scored goals, I'd take him back. I don't know 
how disruptive he is in the changing room. I suspect there's virtually nobody in the team anymore that he would have played with. I just don't know. I'm not sure that he's he's mobile enough. I, I think one of the criticisms we had of him before it all went tits up, uh, which was probably about three weeks, wasn't it? Was the fact that he just didn't close down. And I think that you have to press. If, if you're playing for Potts, you have to press. And I don't think that he is capable of doing that. I might be wrong. Um, I just don't know. I, I, I think that it, it was made fairly obvious from everything that Potts says in, in everything that he's ever asked about Lukaku is that, you know, he arrived at the club and he was undoubtedly given assurances by the owner, owners, um, that he wouldn't have to worry about Lukaku because it wasn't a problem because they were sorting it out. He just had to sort out the rest of the team. Um, I think that if they basically say, uh, you know, we said that thing about Lukaku. Well, what we really meant was, um, I don't, one, I don't think Potts would be particularly enamoured. And two, I, I don't know whether he fits in, to be honest. No, I mean, I, I just don't see a way back. We we have got some incredibly intelligent people who listen to the Chelsea fancast. Not that we ever doubted that, but there's clearly somebody with some financial knowledge in the camp. Bowley's Barbarians has just said, clubs can also book an impairment charge if they assess a player's value as less than the amount in the accounts. In such cases, the reduced value is written off over the remaining years of the contract, but the annual amortisation will be lower going forward. So that is exactly sums up what I was reading in the Swiss Ramble. Thank you, my friend for uh, enlightening on that. Um, talking of, I mean, we mentioned Kepper in this possible, I mean, I don't think the Swiss Rebel knew if that if this is exactly what has happened, but he suspected it might be Lukaku and Kepper. Um, and that brings me to my next question, Clayton. What's going on with the keepers? I mean, we, I haven't, we haven't seen you since they let Kepper go to Real Madrid to get your thoughts on that. But there's also, I mean, it was mentioned in the, hang on a second, it was mentioned in the presser too, wasn't it, that, you know, yeah. he seems to say that they think that they might get another keeper. This guy Petrovic in the MLS was either yeah. either having his medical or not having medical. So, first of all, Kepa, and then what do you think about Petrovic and what's going on with keepers generally, really? Okay, so I hate to contradict you, my dear friend, but I was actually on Monday week ago, and we did. I did have a, a did bit we? of a... Yeah, had had it did, all been announced by then? Yeah, 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 and uh, I I had a little five minute rant about the oh, fact God. that I was pissed off that they'd let him go the day before the season started because I actually thought it was a bit stupid, um, and to throw Sanchez in, you know, having hardly been at the club for a week, I just thought it was incredibly short sighted. I suspect in mitigation, they it was a gift horse that they couldn't. You know they couldn't turn down uh get his wages off the um off the off the books is is a is a huge thing um i think the whole listen i know that you said it on monday and we've said it a million times before we had three positions to fill, which were essential. One was a goalkeeper, one was a defensive midfield player, and one was a striker. We've spent near on a billion pounds, and we've got one out of three. Um, it's it is a process. I mean, they have stripped down the squad, which is fine. 
in some respects. Um, but to me, and I'm biased, the goalkeeper is where you start your team. You need to have a top-class goalkeeper. If, I mean, Brian Clough, the greatest manager that ever drew breath, basically started off with his defence. And the one thing that he did was he went out and got the best goalkeeper available, which at the time was Peter Shilton. Um, and that's what you need to do. You know, we basically, and I'm not saying that Allison's the greatest goalkeeper in the world. I think he's a very decent goalkeeper. I think he's better than Kepper. I think he's better than what we have. You know, Liverpool went out and spent 75 million. We couldn't get that over the line. We panicked and we got Kepper, who at best was a, a you know, is a, a, a middling to mid-range goalkeeper. He's not what we paid for him, which is not his fault. Um, and I just don't understand what they are doing they are basically what's quite interesting so just go off on a tangent is what one of the things that the the, the Bowley group is doing at the moment is that we are not buying the second class citizens to build the squad up what we're trying to do is we are trying to basically get the best players and buy two of them for each position and which is obviously what Roman did when he first arrived. And we're obviously trying to replicate that. The fact that we're getting ripped off left, right and centre and paying too much is it's not my money. Um, and, and if it doesn't work, then it's all going to go tits up anyway. But the one place where they haven't done that is basically goalkeeper. And and it, 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 I just don't understand the logic behind any of it i really don't now sanchez can't judge him on two games but, but you'd also have to say that he hasn't done anything to make you go wow how did we how do we steal him from brighton very unfair because he's hardly had a shot to, to face i mean i i don't know what the percentage statistics were for the liverpool game but on the basis he had 74 percent possession on sunday he barely had a shot to save. Now, whether he could have done better with the the Antonio go, I I don't know, and I really wouldn't want to judge him on 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 one goal. Uh, he didn't have a chance with the Liverpool goal uh, penalty, whatever the corner. Could he have come out? I don't think so. So I I don't I don't want to single him out, but the point is that he is not he's not top of the you know he's not he's not top shelf. He's not an elite goalkeeper. He's not, if he was he's an not elite top banana, mate, and he's not even top banana. If he was an elite goalkeeper, he wouldn't have been second goalkeeper at Brighton. Um, I, I'm not seeing a huge personality there, and I think they need a huge personality for the goalkeeper. Okay. The only thing I would say is he came in the week before the season started. Yeah. He has had no time to work yeah. with the defence. Let's give him a month. Let's give him a couple of months. Let's see what happens. OK, so the, the consequence of letting Kepa go is that we just had a bunch of kids on the bench because Bettinelli is injured. So I don't know how badly Bettinelli is injured, but Bettinelli was was a more than capable backup. He played for Fulham. He played for Middlesbrough. He was a, at one stage. He was a decent goalkeeper. I, I think he's in England under 21. Um, obviously, several years ago now, but but he was a decent goalkeeper. So they're bringing in somebody else. Now, I obviously had never, ever heard of him. Um, and 
that's because I don't watch the MLS, which I apologise my lack of knowledge. Brad Friedel was all over the internet on the day that it said that we're going to sign him to say that he's the best goalkeeper in the MLS. Well, okay. Um, that that That's fair enough. But it's apples and pears, isn't it? The MLS is not the Premier League. Um, I listened to a rival podcast. And... There are no rivals to the Chelsea fan cast, Clayton. Okay, not a rival. I listened to another podcast, which might have been American, uh, and and they were bigging him up. They were basically saying he's very good. Now confirmation bias. They're American. Yeah. Well, yes and no because he's Serbian, so it's it... and and one and if you're if you're talking about the podcast that I think you're talking about, one of the hosts is 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 the equivalent to goalie fifty nine on this show. I know, but he wasn't the one that was bigging him up. Right. It was somebody else. Anyway. Um, was it Nick? No, no, no. It was somebody called Kieran who... Oh, right. uh, Never heard of him. Sounded very knowledgeable. Anyway, the, the, the point is that I believe, and I couldn't reel them off, but there must be experienced alternatives. The fact that we didn't go for David Raya is it makes no sense. Yeah. Makes absolutely no sense. For the cost of David Raya, we have we've bought Sanchez and this other guy. And David Raya basically goes straight in. He's a Premier League goalkeeper. You know, and it just doesn't make any sense. I mean, I, I, I'm surprised that nobody made a, a, a pass at De Gea, or De Gea, whatever you want to pronounce him. I mean, whatever you say about him at United, he was their player of the year several seasons. He's an international yeah. goalkeeper and a proven Premier League goalkeeper, and we could have got him cheap. Well, obviously we wouldn't have had to pay, but I don't know how many, how, what the wages would have been, and, and I think that's a very fair point. I mean, there's been a lot of talk about Emi Martinez. You know... Very imposing goalkeeper. Really good. Looks a why right we, piece. Why would we prize him away from Villa, though? How could you do that? Because no. because according to the people who know these things, um, Good Evening wanted to get rid of him. Mm, yeah. I don't think they like it. I think there was a clash of personalities. Yeah, I've heard that. Um, so, again, it, it just doesn't make any sense whatsoever. It really doesn't. I mean... It might be that we'll, we'll pick up Ramsdale because they obviously bought Rare in to make him the number one. Which well, I, makes... I wouldn't have. I, I would have Ramsdale over Sanchez in a flash. I wouldn't have De Gea. De Gea, De Gea makes too many errors for me. He gets caught in possession and then then does a wonderful save and then maybe it's because he had Harry his... Maguire in defence. Well, it could be, but we at the moment we haven't got any particularly tried and tested, have we? Well, Thiago Silva. Yes, but you know there are a couple of other centre backs. Bizarre-y. But and, the, uh, the, 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 the 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 guy that they're bringing in is a Serbian international. He's only played two games. I think one of them was against uh, a fairly tin pot nation, and the other one I'm I'm not sure. But so I mean, he's young. He's, he fits the profile. He's young, then, he's isn't he? Young. But then you actually say, well, why did we get the other American goalkeeper in, who's much younger? I mean. It's all developing for the future. 
And the the point is that we are we've we've basically got Sanchez who's twenty five. I think the the guy that they're buying is I think possibly twenty four. Um, and um, remind me the the other American goalkeeper, Slanina. Slanina, thank you. Is nineteen, twenty something like that. No, and I, think, all, I think he's nineteen, mate. They've all got seven year contracts. Yeah, yeah. Well, we, we know why they're all on long contracts. But also you can afford to buy an older goalkeeper because the, the longevity is... But it ain't, it's not what this club does. We, You know, we were talking about uh, getting James Ward-Prowse, weren't we, the other night? And yeah. This yeah. is not what they do. And I think... I mean, this is the thing. I mean, I, I, I will... Pr- I promise you, I will I will reread this uh, Swiss Ramble um, blog uh, again and see if I can dig out some useful things about it. I mean, just to kind of try and summarise it, because it fits in with really what what we're talking about, which is basically they're being very very clever. Um, there is a chance that they won't meet the FFP criteria for both here and UEFA, but there may be mitigations around that, some of which are to do with um, you know the government basically you know hobbling us. Um, but it will be close, and I mean, basically, at the moment, they're basically, you know, ingoing, incoming, or, 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 you know, revenue incoming, um, and expenditure are matching. But it's not about that; it's about how much profit or how much loss you declare. But it'll be a close-run thing. But they're ace in the pack, <clears throat> and you know, obviously, the amortization with the long contracts is 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 clearly helping. But their ace in the pack is that they have an asset base which is called the academy, and the minute they sell anybody in the academy, it brings in basically pure profit. So I think their their joker is selling more of our academy products, which we might not like. But uh, is, is, um, isn't Chalabar supposed to be on his way? Well, who knows? I mean, you know, he's still there at the moment, isn't he? But I, that, I mean, the bottom line is, I can see them flogging off the academy players because that's how they they will balance the books. Um, Moving it on a bit, the other way that they will balance the books, of course, is by increasing their revenue. I mean, it's it's, it's Mr. McCorber, isn't it, J.K.? There are only the two things in economics of running a business: either you make more money, or you or you cut back, you spend less. And I suspect we're we're seeing that now. You know, they're going to try and you know get in. Um, what is it? Um, what's this new uh, sponsor for the shirts? Infinite Athlete. You know they want to get that deal through. They're gonna they have they're gonna to have to up their game on the commercial side. They're gonna to have to up their game on the match day revenue side, um, but also they're gonna cut costs. And this brings me beautifully segueing into an issue that's kicking around at the minute that I have to say doesn't affect any of us on the show, but may well affect people who listen to this show, albeit a small number of them. But it's it's the Chelsea coaches to games, which uh, since the Roman Abramovich days have been subsidized heavily by the club so that you only pay i think about a tenner to go on a coach which is affordable um and the club i think apparently are 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 going to so we are led to believe allegedly and all of that kind of stuff they're gonna stop the subsidy and people are gonna have to pay maybe 40 50 quid for them which is going to hit people who who can probably least afford it really really hard and of course it also affects disabled fans and stuff so it's all another part of the penny pinching in my book, J.K. I think they're doing. Um, uh, from, Kath, from Kath wrote a beautiful blog on this. Kath, yeah, have you read it? No, I haven't. worth a read. Just check her out. You know where she is on Twitter, don't yeah, you? Yeah, I know exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. 
but I I think there's been um, an oversubscribing for away tickets. And I think this is possibly why this has come into... How, hang on a minute. How can you have an oversubscribing of away? There are, there are, they are what they are, surely. This is the allocation. That's it. Yes, but if you haven't given the allocation away and you excuse me, know that a large number of people that will be attending the away games do not require a coach because they will go via car, does that then become important, subsidising coaches? Well, I don't know, but I would imagine that on the coaches you're going to have away season ticket holders, you're going to have disabled away season ticket holders, and you're going to have poor away season ticket holders, and you will have people who will get you know, who don't have a lot of money to get about either by a car or on the train. And the trains, as you know, half the time either don't run or run after the game. No, no, I'm, know, I'm not. Before um, the game's I'm not, finished. I'm not condoning. Uh, you know, I, mean, I think I'm, I'm just saying that trying to look at it from why they will have come to this conclusion. If there are large numbers of people that are in the higher wage earning bracket who are going to away games and they're selling their tickets to, um, uh, will it be important for them to sell the tickets to um, those others who go by coach? I'm not. I'm. I'm just saying. I'm. I not, don't think it comes into playing. it. I, do, I don't think it comes into it because the away ticket, the away, the the away tickets. Well, they're going to be sold. Whatever. All right. I don't think it works out that they're either sold. I don't think it's a separate thing that. Oh, there's an allocation for people who sit on a coach. I think you sell your allocation, and out of that allocation, inevitably, some people are going to want to go by coach. Do you see what I mean? Yes, but what I'm saying is, is if they then are not able to go by coach, by anything by coach because the price has gone up, will it worry the club if they have people who will take the tickets anyway? If the uh, if the if yeah, the, I, see, if I see what you mean. Are, See what I mean? If the club are just trying to sell away tickets... They don't give a shit. It's a bit like what we say... They don't give a shit. No, that's yeah, the point yeah, we're making. Yeah, I mean, exactly. They just want to sell the seat. It's a bit like what we say about the yeah. home. Home. They'd rather sell them to somebody who's going to buy 200 quid's worth of merch than they would to the likes of you and me who don't pay, yeah. spend anything in it. Yeah, Clayton? Yeah, I think it's... I, I think it's an interesting thing that you are mentioning penny-pinching and... There is no doubt that that is part of the cost cutting. The fact that ticket prices have gone up, things like, you know, the Chelsea youth tickets have gone up from £5 to £7. The women's tickets have gone up and there's more games at Stamford Bridge. And you can see that they are turning it into a business, which obviously we've not been affected by because Roman bankrolled us for, for so many years. So what I don't understand and what makes absolutely no sense to me whatsoever is two of the biggest income streams for a club is sponsorship on the shirt and kits separately. We have gone into the season with no, with no second kit or third kit which basically, as you know, sell like hotcakes, irrespective of the nauseous, awful designs of Nike. And we've got no sponsor on our shirt. And I think those are more pressing questions as to, you know, it's all part of FFP. It's income. yeah, And we're not bringing income into the club on two 
for me two two of the main streams so i think it, it's it's a bigger question i mean the, the, the whole transfer dealings have been baffling and it's just it's a very it's a very strange situation and and if it wasn't for the fact that the people that own us are all billionaires you know you you'd basically this looks like a michael knightley situation for the kids you know it's it's a very very strange i i, I just think the club's in a very very strange place at the moment Clayton, isn't that isn't it connected though the, the fact that they because I, I tried to argue the other day that they were holding the shirts back because they haven't got the sponsor on the front. And in fact, they have decided to sell the shirts. They sold shirts during the week. But would they, if there's more, um, if there are more decals on the shirt, don't they charge more for it? So aren't they waiting to see whether who becomes in as the sponsor and then, the, then they'll announce the second kit? They have to have a second kit because if they play somebody with a, with a um a kit that's that's similar to the blue one you know then we're you know they can't play in the blue one so we'll borrow um, coventry's again yeah yeah borrow that. I'm not, um, yeah. I, I i'm not i'm not denying that that is a possibility what i'm saying is that we're three weeks into the season and all of this should have been done should have been ready i mean i'm not blaming the club because the premier league wouldn't let them have paramount I mean, that was very unfortunate. Uh, and I suspect had we been called a different name like Manchester United, then there wouldn't have been a problem. Um, the fact that we then come up with a, 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 a company to sponsor us that's about 20 minutes old um, obviously brings its own questions. Well, and, and links to Clearly. Yeah, so... It, it just isn't seemed, hypocritical because the you know, Newcastle have got like, links to the Etihad. It's not like the season ended two weeks ago. Yeah, I think it's a good point. I just want to like uh, dear old Craig, who's a great uh, supporter of what we do, says that the this the well, I can't remember the name of them now. Stake wasn't it? it was uh, rejected by supporters bitching. I, I I take issue with that, Craig. Uh, the supporters, predominantly the supporters' trust, having canvassed their members, I hasten to add we're standing on a point of principle that uh, actually betting and gambling is a very serious problem but actually not only that they could have only had them as sponsors for a year because the premier league i think are banning uh, gambling companies sponsoring shirts so yes there was a point of principle here but outside of that it was short-sighted because they could have only had them for a year which smacked of desperation and bad planning but there we go i mean look the reality is I mean, just to, to also come back to you on, on that point about the transfer window being baffling, which I think on the one hand it is, but I mean, I think I might have been saying this to, to JK on Monday. I, 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 I think what they're doing is they're, they're doing in a way like what Roman did in 2003, 4, 4, 5, and just going super, super size. They're going large. They're, gonna sp they're spending a billion quid to get, you know, basically to, to, to try and win us something quickly because... The reality is that they will make more money if there's success on the pitch, which has always been a great truism. The reality is it's a massive gamble. And the gambling element in it is that they're buying kids who are unproven. So I think that their their fallback position is if it doesn't work, they'll sell the players that they've got and buy new ones. But that will only work if they can sell these players on. In other words, you know, if they if they if they end up looking like shit for Chelsea, we don't win anything, that's the gamble. 
So basically, all they're doing is they're they're kind of they're, they're, and this is basically the tenant of what the Swiss Ramble was saying, is that they're they're, they're all they're okay now, now financially, but you know chickens will come home to roost if we are not successful or careful. So in other words, the other careful bit is that they have to increase the commercial revenue as well. And again, one of the biggest uh, historically usually a third of uh, of, com- of, of commercial revenue, com- well, a, a third of revenue comes from broadcast revenue. So that they're banking on the TV rights deal abroad going up, and of course Chelsea being successful, so they get more money out of things like European competition. So it, it's a massive gamble. But I, I mean, you know, there's, I can cite you many more penny pinching examples within the club. I mean, here's another one: uh, the program. You could you could argue is penny pinching. They've put the price up and half half the content. You could also say that well, in a digital world, do we really need programs anymore? So I kind of get that. But there are plenty of other examples you can see where they're where they're really going into it, uh, you know, uh, forensically in terms of where they can increase prices and cut costs. But I suppose given what they're trying to do, you can understand that. So we can be uh, kind of measured about that right um we are going to go for a very short break as we often do um but before we do um even even cfc uk has gone up in price but not not on the street no it remains only a pound hurry up uh if you can't get a copy of cfc uk that way or at the stall on a saturday or a sunday you can subscribe uh by going to fanzine at cfcuk.net um for a year subscription you will pay 20 quid in the UK, 45 quid in Europe, 60 quid for the rest of the world. It'll get posted to you pretty promptly on release. Uh, You can also get it digitally if you prefer. So you get a PDF copy. A year subscription to that will cost you six quid or a pound each. And you can pay via PayPal by emailing fanzine at cfcuk.net. And you'll be able to read great writers like Clayton Beerman uh, every month and shit ones like me. while you're at it, if you've got a few extra shekels, I know times are tough at the moment, um, but you you would be well advised, I would say, to buy a Chelsea pitch owner's share, um, which uh, basically it, it, it means that the, the freehold of the stadium and the pitch belongs to the shareholders who are by and large supporters. So if anybody screws us around, we have an, a, a huge amount of power over the decision-making process in the terms of the future of the club. Um, I mean, they own the name of the club, for example, and the, and Chelsea FC have to play at Stamford Bridge. So it's quite a lot of power for supporters to hold. Shares are 110 quid for an electronic one, about 175 quid for a frame share signed by a Chelsea player. So just go to the Chelsea website, chelseafc.com, and search for Chelsea pitch owners. We will return to have a look at the Chelsea versus Luton game in a minute or two. When you follow a big team like Chelsea, one of the most frustrating things is not being able to get a ticket for the match, especially when it's away and not live on TV in the UK. What can you do? Get updates from your mates? Follow online commentary? Listen to the radio? Let's face it, it's not the same as actually watching the match live, is it? NordVPN have the solution to every football supporter's matchday problems when they can't watch the match live. NordVPN allows us to watch any match, even if it's not on live TV here. With just one click, they switch your virtual location to a country which is showing the match, and they act as your cyber bodyguard whilst online, protecting your personal data and sensitive info like card details and passwords. It's only the price of a cup of coffee per month, and you can use your account across six devices. It's a bargain. To get the best discount off your NordVPN plan, go to nordvpn.com 
forward slash Chelsea Fancast. There's no risk with Nord's 30-day money-back guarantee and you'll help support the Chelsea Fancast. The link is in the podcast episode description box. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Real fans, real opinions. I'm Jason Cundy and you're listening to Chidge and the boys on the Chelsea Football Fancast. Total nutters and proper Chelsea. Welcome back. This is the Chelsea Fancast, the preview show, not on a Friday, because Chelsea are, in fact, playing Luton on Friday night, which is why we're doing this show on a Thursday night. And I have with me the inestimable Jonathan Kidd, who's on mute. Still on mute. Still on mute. Waiting. Ah, there we hello. go. I think you're um you're uh I was just catching up on the um uh on the press conference actually. I thought while you were talking, have a quick look. Because I'm I'm always I've now got to the stage where I keep looking at Pochettino and thinking he is saying absolutely nothing but with great authority. So uh um uh, but he's playing the game in a way that uh, Potter never did. Um but um if the results don't go well, I must find a way of uh going in and advising him as I did last year but let's see um uh yes Chidge thank you love to be on the show and thank you for the adjective inestimable thank you always a pleasure and we are of course joined by the brilliant fantastic uh uh, one of my favorite people the lovely Clayton Beerman hello lovely to be here always lovely to have you on the show my old China right of course we start the preview as we always do with uh with well, what is normally Chidge's team selection, but on on uh, we we took it to a vote on on last Friday, and said you know to avoid any doubt, Chidge me now has to come up with two team selections. I have to do the one that I think Pochettino will choose and the one that I would choose. So I am going to do that right now. Now I have to have it. There's a caveat to this. Um, I did this last night when I had a bit of time. I knew I would have no time to do all this today. So. Uh, I didn't know that Mudrick was injured when I did this. So uh, Mudrick is in both of the teams. So he obviously won't be. But I'll get to that in a minute. So Poch's team, I think, I think he will go 3-4-2-1 again. Uh, and that means it'll be Sanchez in goal. Colwell, Silva, Dizazi. Uh And then Gusto, basically pretty much the West Ham team. Uh, Gusto, uh, well, it won't be because I think Moises, Moises Caicedo is going to start. So it'll be Moises, Moises, Moises. what you going to do? What you going to do, Moises? Moises, Moises. Anyway, Gusto, Moises, Fernandez, Chilwell, uh, Sterling. Now, I did say Mudrick because, of course, uh, Chukawameka is out. He is injured. So, therefore... I put Mudrick in. I thought I thought Poch would put Mudrick in. I think he will now go Sterling on the left and uh, uh, excuse me, Mudaweki on the right. So Nonny, hey Nonny, no, will get a start. I I suggest in terms of Poch's team, and he'll start with Jackson up front. 
my team differs and it differs like this it really is for me it's all about I mean forget Mudrick for a minute who replaces Chuck who we knew would be out so I've gone I've gone four two sorry four four two three one because I just think it, it it'll suit the team better if you don't have two bona fide wing backs and I don't think Gusto is a bona fide wing back then don't make the same mistakes as the previous managers have done which is to try and impose a system on players who are not right for it so therefore I've gone four at the back so I've gone Gusto as the right back Dizazi uh, Silver and Chilwell so Colwell gets the boot out of that um, but you could easily say Colwell and Dizazi and boot Silver out because he was getting a bit of stick and it you know maybe Sunday Friday might be a bit much for the old boy but I do, I do think it would, we would look better with four at the back. Uh, Moises and uh, Fernandes as the two in midfield. And then the more advanced midfield. I think Gallagher n- needs to play in the number 10, normally the number 10 role, in place of Chukwameka. I think he can play very well advanced. He can get up and down as well. And he can score you goals. And I, I love Conor Gallagher. I love his attitude. If we had 10 players like Conor Gallagher, we'd certainly you know be in for a fight. Uh, Sterling gets the nod for me because I think he deserves it after last week against West Ham. I had also originally picked Mudrick, but I will equally now go Madueki. So, again, Sterling will now start on the, the left of the uh, the three or the you know the two up front, and uh, Madueki goes on the right, and, and, and Jackson would be my centre-forward. So there you go, JK. We've got Mopo's team and Chidge's team. Which is it going to be? Ah, um, the, the problem with playing the five with... with, with... Chilwell and Gusto as the wing backs is it means that Colwell is essentially the left back and he's not very good at that as we've been discovering um, uh, which is a shame and we hope he can then improve at that but Chilwell is so advanced all the time it almost means you don't need to play the left winger um, because he, he he plays the left winger himself so in a sense you don't need as it was Mudrick there, you don't need Mudweke initially. I think they would then get rid of Chilwell and bring Mudweke on. But I would go, I would go for the four because I agree completely. If you've got, um, if Reese James isn't playing, uh, one of the best wing backs in the in the country, um, world class wing back, and Gusto is finding his feet. Did a couple of very good tackles, but is uh, gave the ball away a little bit nervously. Um, I would play the four, um, but I don't think it necessarily means that. Um, uh, what's Chilwell's role in the four then? Because he would have to be more of a fullback. But he can but play. He can play we that. Said, we, said, we said no, he can play that. But we actually said the other day that Liverpool similarly only play with four, and they bomb forward magnificently. Yeah. Um, uh, but can I ask a question here? You've got in both instances, um, Moises, Moises, Moises playing. He's playing in front of. Should he not be in a position all his own? Well, you could play him as like a like a Declan Rice type one. You could you yeah, could go four yeah, one, yeah. uh, four one three one, wouldn't it be? Yeah, I think. exactly. This is my because in a sense he he needs to be in a position all, all by himself rather than, because at the moment he looks as if he's like a right defense a right a right um, midfield. Actually, it'd, be, it'd be four one two three one, wouldn't it? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, because I'm intrigued to see how he's going to work, how he's going to play him. I don't know. I see. I mean, the thing is that Poch played four two, uh, sorry, four two three one 
in preseason all the time. So I was thinking, well, that's what he's going to do when he gets Caicedo, and he'll and he'll play basically Fernandez and Caicedo as two number sixes, double pivoting. That was what yeah. I thought, but of course everybody keeps telling me now, oh well, Fernandez is really a number eight chidge, you know. So fuck knows, but I mean, you know, it doesn't matter. I mean, Kante, when he played nominally as as on the double pivot in a two in front of the four, would would bomb forward at will. He would he would bomb forward absolutely. So why can't Fernandez do the same? Yes, yes. So in in a sense, Fernandez becomes the the replacement for Kante. Right. Yes, and, and Caicedo is the Makaleli figure. Yeah, or the replacement for Jorginho Tihi. You know, so a much better replacement too, I would hope. But you know, so no, I, I don't see why that wouldn't work. No, indeed. But rather than let's 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 move forward. Sterling has to play. Yeah, because that was the best Sterling has ever played for Chelsea. He played at the weekend. Um, his pace was great, and he set up so many things. He just ran out of steam a bit, which I think we've said seems to be par for the course with him. But um, he just needs to improve his shooting. But he was—he got in some very good situations and was let down a bit by by people not being on his uh, on his his level on his, his his brain his brain wavelength. What's the word? Brain wave? Brain, brain wavelength? Wavelength? Um, and Jackson obviously needs to play because uh, he had a decent game. He just he should have got a header on target. Um, uh, I think Jackson just needs to play with somebody in a, uh, who's more of a striker. As we keep saying, um, um, so Chidge, in a sense, we've slightly muddied the waters by having these two because I one is a four and one is a three. One is three at the back and two wingers, and I well, almost I, uh, I think Poch will will pick what I've suggested. He will four. With, with, you think he'll pick the four? No, 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 no. no the three because you've said throw the one on the left. You said yeah. he picked the three. Yeah. That's what I think Poch will go with. Yeah. Bar yeah. Mudrik, uh, Madueki in for Mudrik. I'm just intrigued as to why he's now decided on this was it something in training i suppose he sees chilwell's um attacking attributes because Chil- chilwell is a very good attacker indeed very good winger essentially um but yeah yeah mudrick was awful so perhaps this is a good thing for the moment that he's um, got to reflect and lick his wounds um uh, and gallica had a decent game which gallica does every time but you know, I, I, I fear for him and Chalaba just because, as we've been talking about financially, both of them tick fantastic boxes as having come come through the youth. Um, and I think Silva is uh, is a doubt for these um, setups at the moment because I'm not sure what he's contributing. Um, I think he can because we were t- we we worked out he couldn't play in a four, didn't we? Well, because I I, I, I don't I, for him, but I, is that going to be the case? I know? don't I don't necessarily agree with that. Because I think he's got ten yards in his head because of his experience. Yeah, I think no, he he's reads... a wonderful player. I'm but a, but there is a theory, yeah. isn't there, that if you yeah. if you play him in a four, which effectively quite often becomes two, then you know he can he can be exposed with the ball over the top. But he's I mean, been found out. Yeah, he's been but, found but, out. But uh, at home against this is the other thing. At home against, I mean, you know, um, you know, Tuchel got criticised for this all the time when we played three at the back. Ostensibly, it became five at the back out of possession and became very defensive. We, if you're playing Luton at home, I mean, I don't know because I don't, don't watch Luton, I'll be honest with you, but I'm, I'm presuming that they will have one, one striker up front. Nay, they may defend with 10 behind the ball. You know, you don't need three centre-halves to deal with that. You seriously do not need three centre-halves to deal with that. You know, Dezazi's 
got, got got a bit of pace about him. He can cover for Silver. You've also got Chilwell and Gusto, who are no slouches. I mean, play four at the back, mate. Seriously. Yeah, I suspect they will um, defend deeply, and they'll be up to us to try and. Uh, it will. Clayton, what do you, what do you think of uh, my thoughts on what Mopo will pick as, as opposed to what I would pick? Okay, so the only person I think may possibly feature who you haven't got in either one of your teams is Santos. But I do wonder, because he wasn't on the bench for the West Ham game, and I think that had he been on the bench for the West Ham game, we probably wouldn't have lost it because we would have had a like-for-like replacement um, rather than sort of changing the whole dynamic of the team. So I do wonder whether Santos may feature instead of Madweki. So you've got a 4-4-2. He's a more creative player. Um, and I think you made the, 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 the point that I was going to come on to is the fact that we are going to be playing somebody with no attacking ambition whatsoever, i.e. the same as Sunday. Um, and they're big and they're physical. So I think that will have uh, an impact. I agree with you. I don't think we need to play five at the back. I think we just need to be a bit cleverer. Um, will Silver play? I don't know. I suspect he probably will because you don't really want to have the Sazi um, and Colwell because, you know, one's only played a couple of games in, in the Premier League and the other one is young. Uh, well, they're both relatively young, but I, I suspect that Silver's in there. And I, I, you know, and I, I know that he played very well on Sunday, but you know, uh, against Liverpool, you know, we speculated that Sterling was in there because we got so few experienced players. Yeah. So um, he does point a lot. He points and shouts a lot, Sterling as well. Apparently, he's a bit of a leader, isn't he? He's I do, I do that from gate seventeen, but I don't get a game, mate. Yeah. Um. So yeah, no, I, I, I think that. Um, yeah, I think Sanchez will start in goal. <laughs> <laughs> no shit, Sherlock. Here's a question for you, Clayton. Where are the goals going to come from? Uh, no idea. Absolutely no idea. I mean, it, 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 this was a the thing that was, was sort of vexing Twitter, wasn't it? The fact that we'd spent all this money on three midfield players who had two goals between them in, in the whole of the last season. So... Um, Honestly, don't know. I do think that if you push Gallagher as a number 10 behind the two, then there's more chance of him scoring. I think one of the things that I thought on, um, I might have mentioned it on on the, the fan cast, was the fact that against Liverpool, as we were breaking brilliantly, we were getting balls into the box and there wasn't actually anybody there. Uh, you know, Jackson's great with his back to goal, so it means he's lagging behind rather than on the six-yard line. Uh, Sterling never gets in the box. He just seems to sort of, you know, be out wide. Uh, and Gallagher would be that person. Mm. I mean, I, you know, that that whole penalty thing was just a farce. I mean, obviously Fernandez was desperate to to score his first goal. I didn't see it, but apparently he took the ball off of Jackson. Uh, and it, yeah, I mean, it's I don't know. I honestly don't know where the goals are coming from. I mean, Sterling scored a couple of goals in preseason, didn't he? He looked uh, looked to score, but I, uh, 
it it's this is the big thing you know as i i tweeted after the game on sunday you don't score you don't win and we don't score you know two games two goals exactly that i mean the interesting thing is is that uh westview on mixler has said uh Poch kind of plays with the top four as a diamond, which could suit Gallagher. And I have to say to you, uh, Westview, because you can't see my my lineup, but the boys can, is that if you look at the top four, they are in a diamond, are they not, JK? It's a diamond, yes. Westview. Yes. See, me and Poch, mate, like that. Yeah. So yeah. there we go. Well, very we'll... thin diamond, Chidge. Huh? It's a very thin diamond. It's more like a rhombus. Oof. Don't you think? It's a bit, yeah, it's almost like a straight line with one at the front. No, but if you if you if you can you can't really see what I'm doing. Can you can't see my screen? But yeah, no, no, I, I get it. I get it. Yeah. No, it is diamond like. It's diamond like, not diamond lights. Diamond like. Uh, okay, well, we'll find out tomorrow, won't we? At uh, at seven o'clock, whether I'm right or Poch is right. Um, what is interesting is that we're playing Luton Town, who we haven't played for donkey's years. I did I did a little bit of research and. Uh, this is quite fun, actually. We'll do a little bit of fun. Why don't we do a little bit of fun before we talk about the match? Um, I We used to do this a while back, didn't we? Quite often when I didn't have an opposition view guest to ask. Sometimes when we did have one to ask. Uh, pl- they played for both. And uh, I dug this out of a Luton website. But uh, these are people who have played for both Chelsea and um, and uh, Luton. And play this at home, kids. And do less, let us know if you're listening on Mixler who we've missed out and if you can think of anybody else. Mark Meehan's in the house, so I'm expecting at least another 25 to the <laughs> ones that I've chosen. Uh, Alec, Alec Chamberlain, the goalkeeper. Uh, Jay De Silva, Mal, the wonderful Mal Donaghy, the even more wonderful Paul Elliott. Cole De Silva, it's a bit of a squeak. He didn't really play for us, I don't think. Uh, but he was certainly on our books. Uh, Cameron McGeehan, who... Peter Nicholas, the lovely Peter Nicholas, Izzy Brown, Roy Wegerly, the weird Roy Wegerly, the one and only, of course, the most famous one who I've already talked to him about it this week. I said, who, are you, who, who are you? Who do you want? Who, who do you want to win, really, Kerry? I said. He said, Chidge, I know I used to support Luke, but I'm Chelsea, mate. I'm Chelsea through and through, mate. I bleed Chelsea. I I want them. To, I want them to smash him. He said. So I said, all right. I was just asking, mate. I was seriously, you know. So yeah, Kerry Dixon, of course, the most famous. Mick Harford, I like him. Yeah, I like, yeah, I like Mick Harford, like proper centre forward. Uh, centre forward. Mark Steen, uh, what a shot, Mark Steen. Yeah, had. great player. Uh, John O'Rourke. Do you know John O'Rourke, uh, J.K.? Uh, did he play in '63? He did. Yes. He made one appearance as a sub in 1963 in the League Cup against Swindon, and we lost three nil. Subs hadn't been invented. He must have played. Okay, he must have played then. Yeah, actually, you're right. Uh, unless that, yeah, okay, he wasn't a sub then. I misread. He was in that. the team photo. That's why I know him because I was yeah. fascinated by all the players. I'm, he, I'm, he used to when I used to hang around for autographs. He used to come past and everybody'd say, "Who's that?" I go, well, he, he only yeah. played one game and that was it. And then he went off to uh, Arsenal, I think, who were quite shit. Can, can I just say, if he did play one game, then he played one game more than Alex Chamberlain, who never played. I just checked it on Wikipedia. Well, he, came, he came to us on loan, but he never played. And I don't think Cole Silver played for us. No, neither of them did. Cole, Cole or Joe. So who, who then, who is Cameron McGeehan? Look that one up. Cause I forgot about oh, that one. Man. 
I will do. Apparently, you have, um, sorry, Judge, you're going to say you have omitted, of course, the great uh, um, non-achiever. Well, there have been plenty of those down the line. Who? Ross. Ross. Oh, Ross. yeah, yeah. No, I was saving the best to last. Yeah, because because we're going to talk about Ross the boss in a minute. Mark has come out with a typical brainiac stat. Swindon was John the the the, the match the one match that John O'Rourke played in was John Hollins's debut. <laughs> How does he know this shit? I love him. What, I absolutely what love was it. it. What was the game? Swindon three, Chelsea nil. It was in the League Cup, sixty three, September sixty three. Fantastic. At least yeah. I got the year right, didn't yeah, I? Yeah, you did, mate. Sick. I'm I'm I am impressed. I want and Clayton's quickly checking out Bounder Friardale or Stamford hyphenbridge.com to find out who uh Cameron McGeehan is. Uh my okay, bet so Cameron Cameron McGeehan is a Northern Ireland Island international who basically played sixty five games no. for Luton, scoring twenty two goals, which is pretty good. Uh and he was on our books as a youth player from two thousand and five to two thousand and eleven. Bloody hell. We've Does now he play for now. Them now. At the moment he plays for and I can't pronounce this because I don't know. It's Oost End in Belgium. Yeah. Good. Um, okay, we've been right rightly uh gazumped and trumped by, of course, uh, a person who are uh, A has the uh website to his fingertips, but also is very knowledgeable and also very lovely. Uh, the lovely Nathan from the Chelsea Grave Society. Here we go. Here, here. I think this is definitive. All right, because Nathan is never wrong. Uh, Trevor Eilert, George Barber, Hugh Billington, Alan Birchnell, Kerry Dixon, George Dodd, Mal Donaghy, Mickey Droy, Paul Elliott, Paul Furlong. Of course, I should have known that one. Tony Godden, didn't know that. Mike Harford. Mike Harrison, Billy Hughes, Paul Hughes, Derek Kevin. You liked him, didn't you? Derek Kevin, good old Derek. Yeah. Went to Everton, went to, uh, from Man City. Right, yeah. Damien Matthew, Peter Nicholas, Leslie O'Dell, John O'Rourke, Joe Payne, Frank Pearson, George Pearson, Willie Porter, Mark Steen, Jimmy Thompson, Roy Wegerly, Arthur Wildman, Anthony Grant, Izzy Brown, James Wilkie. And, uh, and that, there we go. Anthony Grant was supposed to be that great hope, wasn't he, of the youth a few years ago? Yeah, Sam Parkins just got the nod from Albert II, and Mark has said, Chidge, you used to do this as a regular feature. Do it every game. I will, Mark, providing that you provide me with the information. Yes, absolutely. How does that sound? Get them to do some work. Come on. Absolutely. Now, we did mention Ross Barkley, who, of course, uh, we tore up his contract, didn't we, I think, at the end of last season. And Luton Town picked him up. I don't know if he played against uh, uh, Brighton in their defeat. There's also talk that he might might be injured. But uh, how do you feel about the return of uh, Ross Barkley, Clayton? Uh, I think the expression is nonplussed. Yeah. Uh, he will undoubtedly score the 93rd minute winner. Uh, but no, I listen. I, I I think he's a supremely talented footballer who basically, from my perception has no application he should have he should be a stalwart in the england midfield i don't know what don't actually know what's wrong with him he's he's so talented well i mean closest thing to gaza yeah mate absolutely i mean huge 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 talent and 
utterly wasted. I mean, I suspect you might agree with that, uh, JK. Well, ish. Ish. I got fed up with wanting him to do well. I got fed up with it. I just thought, oh, come on. And he he, he would then... He, he one of the most supremely thick players I've ever seen play for Chelsea who'd do something excellent and then just, just give the ball away ridiculously, pass to the opposition in a ludicrously vulnerable position. Uh, uh, I just found it. Prime example of of players who are unbelievably talented but haven't got the application. Yeah. I mean, that, that's just, I mean, I'm not comparing like for like, but you just think what Eden Hazard could, do, could have done if he would have, I mean, he, he just, it was a hobby, wasn't it, for him? He could have been as good as Ronaldo, as good as Messi. Well, perhaps not Messi, but if he would have if he would have put the application in. Apparently he never trained, just turned up, and when he did, fantastic. Well that I can... what happened. If was that at Chelsea as well, was that the case? Yeah. I can reveal that he he didn't play against Brighton in their four one defeat against Brighton. He wasn't even on the on the bench. Um uh, interestingly, Luton have a player called T Chong. I wonder if that's Tommy Chong from the famous Cheech and Chong movies from the seven. Probably not, actually. I would Undoubtedly imagine. it is. Yeah, Cheech. I reckon Nothing. it is. Will he come on with a spliff? He goes, hey, yeah, man, that's far out. Tommy Chong, brilliant. Up in smoke. Watch it, people, if you haven't before. It'll be an education. Right, I've got some stats because I found an Opta thing on this match last night. You can tell I was bored last night. <clears throat> right, are you ready? A Chelsea victory is the most likely result in the Premier in this Premier League meeting with the Opta supercomputer giving them a 61% chance of winning against Luton. That's great. Then we might as well not bother going because it's all over already. Uh, Chelsea have conceded the opening goal in their last six Premier League games. If they concede first in this match, it'll be a new club record in the competition. This is reminding me, this is so last season, Chelsea breaking all the wrong records. So I hope not. Luton last won a league game at Stamford Bridge in September 1986. None of their current playing squad were born when they won that match. In fact, the only Chelsea player born at that stage is, of course, Thiago Silva. Right. Uh, Pochettino has won 85% of his previous Premier League games in charge against promoted sides. Won 34, drawn 4, lost 2. That's the joint best win rate of any manager with 10 plus such games. Mind you, he'd never lost to David Moyes, had he, last week? No, I think so. he might have done. I'm not sure. I can't remember. Can't remember. Anyway, Chelsea need a victory to avoid beginning a Premier League campaign without winning any of their first three games for the first time since 1988-99. Ah, but we finished third in 1988. Yeah, you read Spice Post. Yeah. Yeah. Right, we've gone. Uh, I've done this one. It's a slightly different way of putting it. One nil. We've gone. Oh, here we go. What we've gone one nil down in each of our last six Premier League matches. Never have they suffered this feat. Oh, we've already done that one, haven't we? Just written a different way. Uh, Ryan Sterling has got uh, an interesting record here. Uh, um, he broke the Premier League record for most penalties won by a single player last week against West Ham, and he's got a great record against promoted sides in the Premier League with 15 goal involvements in 15 appearances against such size. 11 goals, 4 assists, including 5 in 5 games. They're not used to him. They get used to him after a bit. Including 5 in 5 games with Chelsea last term, 3 goals, 2 assists. I can't believe that he just runs straight at them and then kicks the ball. Well, indeed, indeed. Um, 
You know, Colton Morris is expected to lead the attack for Luton alongside Elijah Adebayo. Uh, they reckon that the four of their promotion-winning side, Reese Burke, Gabriel Osho, Dan Potts and Jordan Clark, will be ruled out. Uh, and Morris scored Luton's goal in the 4-1 opening weekend defeat to Brighton. And he scored 20 goals in the championship last season. And he was uh, the, their top scorer. It's very... Oh, yeah, the other thing about Luton, they've, they've just signed Tim Krul. Uh, who, of course, used to be the Dutch national keeper uh, and also Newcastle keeper, who is quite a handy keeper. God knows how old he is now. He must be 40. But, uh, no. no? He's a good keeper, though. Yeah. Could have sat on our bench, but hey, what do I know? Yeah, exactly that. So there we go. Um, So, you know, there's a few stats there. The other thing I would say, I mean, you know, the reason why these stats are all a bit weird is because we clearly haven't played Luton in the league for a long time. We've never played them in the Premier League. They've never been in the Premier League. Of course, we played them quite recently, twice in the FA Cup. Uh, I think it was... Uh, Frank's last game before he was sacked. It, it was, well, yes, it was. In 21, it was when he, he made Mason Mount captain as a bit of a statement, didn't he? We won 3-1. Although yeah. it wasn't as easy as the scoreline suggests. But we last played them, didn't we? was the first i think it was the first sanction match wasn't it we had to go up there uh and it was on tv and that was when Tuchel was saying i don't know how we're going to get there i'll drive the bus and we and, we, and he played loftus cheek as center half lukaku scored the winner didn't he it was 3-2 but yeah cheek was terrible and then in the second half he pushed cheek forwards and cheek was a revelation exactly uh now at home uh against luton in all games uh we've won 12 drawn five lost five total games we've won 19 uh drawn 12 and lost 14 of course the last three times we've uh well it's not the last few times we've met them but we we have some famous cup matches against them of course the the big notable one is Kerry's is the one where we we beat them in the semi-final in 94 2-0 and we all sang one Kerry Dixon there's only one Kerry Dixon which was a bit of a doozy um as I said, the last time we played them in the league was in December 91, and we lost uh, 2-0 up there. We beat them 4-1 here. Any of you two were at that one? I was AWOL, I can tell you that. But uh, Which one? Well, I'm either, really, but uh, we, we beat them 4-1 at home in 91, and we uh, lost 2-0 up there in 91. I'd have been at the home game. Yeah. Uh, there have been some pretty famous matches against Luton. Uh, I think, I, think I, I remember a, a massively violent encounter uh, where it, it all really kicked off was that the milk cup or am I just imagining this? No, that you're you're getting. I mean, you're getting confused because obviously, the night before we played Sunderland, or it might have been the same night where we had police horses on the pitch. That was where Millwall rioted at Luton. That's right. I'm conflating so two that, different events. Yeah, but we had. I mean over the years and i'm sure some of our older listeners will remember that there was a there was a train the old football special which basically after the game or on the way back the chelsea fans decided to strip the train of everything that was fixed to it by throwing things out the window uh which was delightful but i do actually remember another game because we always lost there because it was a plastic pitch that we could never cope with and I do remember that there was a mini pitch invasion, i.e. one person ran on. And one of the funniest things I've ever seen inside a football ground was Mickey Droid picking this guy up and actually throwing him back in. 
which was uh, quite a sight to see. But no, it was a very unpleasant place to go to, always trouble. Um, and it's it's so glad to see that it's changed so much there. Mm. Has it? No. No. no well, Aren't they having to comply, though? The reason that they've had two away games is because uh, they can't play at home until they, they repair certain things to make them... Um, Premier League standard, isn't that what they're doing at the moment? Yeah, yeah, basically, their, their stadium's not compliant already yet, so that's why they've uh, yeah. they've had. Well, I mean, their their game last weekend was against Burnley, but it was postponed because of that, and of course they were they lost four one to Brighton uh, in the first match, and now they've got us. I mean, here's the thing, J.K. Um, you know, the la the, the Liverpool game, we said it was really about the performance, not the result, and we got a very good performance, you know, an okay result. Last week, I thought the performance wasn't bad, but we certainly didn't get the result. This week, I think we need a performance and a result, as in we need to win this match and win it win it comfortably. Well, it'll help because we're being we're at home, and I think the crowd will be behind them. I, we, we've yet to get to a situation where the crowd, um, given the bird, like last year, um, but, uh, partly because there are very few players from last year on show, and people are tuning into this whole idea that. Uh, he hasn't we haven't finalized who's going to be playing for the club and he's working out who plays where so he's got time on his hands and uh, if they play uh if they bl- play a block and just try and kick the ball out the pitch and run after it as lots of of um, newly promoted sides do um we'll have a huge amount of possession and what we you just hope is that they ma- they've been working on ways in training this week to get the ball very quickly um it, it past this 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 forest of of players, this thicket of players that just bung the the place up and slow the whole the whole aspect of delivery down. Um, uh, I just thought there was some woeful shooting against West Ham in positions where um, they'd even actually forged a moment where you thought well, they've got into the penalty area with a shot and it was wide or. Um, they just you just need to get shots on target in these situations because they you never know what happened. They might be deflected in because they're they're so they're so um, committed to defending in in a. I think it's it's basically the whole width of the penalty area, isn't it? Necessarily, that's the the area that they're defending in. Might make and then they rush out to to push the the winger as far away as possible. And and they've got big players, as you say. So you know, let's have none of this speculative kicking the ball into the middle and hoping we get ahead on it. Let's just try and play some decent short passes, which we saw hugely in evidence in pre-season. Because I've yet to see a performance that mirrored what he was up to in pre-season, which was pressing and pushing. I just felt we've been, been, we haven't been doing it as quickly. We haven't been playing the ball as quickly as we did before. Well, I think I think you know the standard of opposition and the the fact that yeah. you cannot. I mean, this is the thing. No, you can never replicate. No, it. I agree. You, well, you can't really. It's not a barometer because half of it is just keeping people fit or getting people, you know, fit. So I don't know. Well, I mean, I, I stand by what I say, Clayton. You know, this is Luton Town. If we can't beat Luton Town, then why are we even bothering to turn up? And you know, but it you know perform well. Maybe maybe actually to to uh, tomorrow night. Uh, the result is more important than the performance, perhaps, because of that. I, I want to be greedy and I want to have both. I, I think that the the most important thing is that we win, because I think if we don't win, then 
we are in a pretty poor position, not sort of in the table or what have you. Just I think that there is a there's a, a huge amount of, of goodwill towards the manager and the players. Uh, I suspect if we don't win tomorrow night, a lot of that will be lost. I really do. I think really? it would be. Yes. Three matches, mate. Three yeah, matches, I, new team, I, new players. You know you know what happens. You know what happens with this fan base. And, and I'm not saying, you know, it, it, social media will be all over it. And apart from anything else, I want to win on Friday night because if we don't win tomorrow night, the rest of the weekend is going to be utter shite. Yeah. Yeah, that, that's true enough. That's true enough. Um, somebody just said something on Mixler, which I thought was really excellent. Yes, Craig. Craig Jenkins said, Nkunku is a big miss. He was key to what Poch was doing in preseason. That's absolutely spot on, Craig. Yeah. Uh, you know, he he was... he. I mean, you know, because I've been bitching... I mean, it's interesting because Clayton said we needed three players effectively our spine a goalkeeper um a central uh midfielder and a, and a striker i would have added to that um a creative attacking midfielder i don't think we have a number 10 who can unlock these stubborn defenses and we haven't had one really for well probably i would argue since uh since hazard left uh and uh Nkunku was i think really to, supposed to be in that role and he looked quite good didn't he so i think that's an excellent point craig uh all right, boys. Let's stick a stick a number on it. Um, Clayton, what are you going for, son? Three nil. Three nil. Chelsea. Lovely. J.K. Two one. Two one. Okay. Um, I, I'm going to go. I'm going to go two nil. I think I was talking to Kerry this week, and I was saying mm, I'm not so sure. You know, uh, I think I was kind of coming off the back of the West Ham defeat, and I was a bit like. I think it'll they'll make it hard for us. They'll they'll part the bus. It'll they'll only be a goal in it. One nil, two two one. But I'm I'm feeling I'm feeling a bit more buoyed up tonight, having talked to you two. So I'm going to go two nil Chelsea. A clean sheet for Chelsea. That'd be a thing, wouldn't it? Bloody goal would be a nice thing. We really do need some people to be able to put this ball on the back of the net. It is a worry, folks, isn't it? But there you go. Um. Just a very quick shout out for those of you that are in the Prem Predictions League, the Chelsea Fancast Prem Predictions League. Make sure you go and uh, put your uh, predictions in before the Chelsea match. Uh, you can do it in the pub while you're having a pint. Um, and if you haven't joined it yet, do go and join it. There's a there's a tweet that uh, I put out a week or so ago with all the details. So just scroll down our, our timeline and you should be able to find it. But it's great fun. Uh, hugely addictive. Uh, Jonathan's now... Uh, gone. I think he's now on page three. He got minus points last week. You had such a good start as well. What are you doing? Yeah, I watched some of the games and thought, well, you know, if one if they'd scored a couple of goals, I'd have been uh, I'd have been quids in again. I'd have had, you know, proper proper results. But then it you know it was taken away from me, and it would be four nil off. I think I had um, uh, the Everton game as being nil uh, nil or something. You know, so. You know, then they scored four goals. The Villa game, sorry, they scored four goals. Yeah, against Villa. So you know, you make these errors, mate. Yeah. It's early. I said this to Kerry. Kerry's a bit upset because he's in about sixty fifth place. There's about one hundred and twenty in the in the league now, and he's and he's and I said, mate, it's two games. It's like it's like the real league. It's early days. It, you can claw this back. You know, um, I'm doing quite well. I'm second in terms of the, the the. There's the league within the league, which of course is the the fan casters in there. 
Uh, Martin, of course, is the highest placed Chelsea fancaster, but I at the moment am second to him, so it won't last. Trust me on this. Uh, right, time for us to go. We will be back on Tuesday night this week. Why? Bank holiday Monday, okay? Bank holiday Monday, so you're going to have to wait until Tuesday, I'm afraid. Uh, for when we will be back for the main Chelsea Fancast show with me and JK. And guess who, uh, JK? Dan Silver. Young Dan will be back with us. So there we go. And we're going to kick off later. Half eight kickoff because I have a client until eight. So I need to breathe. I'm happy with that. I'm I'm doing um, Mr. Bean on that. Well, there we go. So uh, half past eight for you lot in Mixler who want to join us then. Uh, Me, JK and Dan will be looking back at the match, obviously, against Luton Town. A quick shout out for the new Patreon people. Thank you so much for joining our merry band of brothers. You are hugely appreciated. If you want to be one of them, uh, and all you have to do is just donate a bit, bung us a bit of money a month. I've seen these bias of coffee things. You know, it reminds me, we 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 kind of basically invented Patreon before it even existed. I remember back in the day, we used to get emails or Facebook posts from people saying we'd love to to buy you guys a beer, man, but we can't because we're we're in Australia or, or America and we're not going to get to a game. How can we do that? And you know, and we had this awful chant called "Buy the boys a beer," and uh, and and people would give us money to get around him, which is brilliant. And that was way before Patreon. It's a similar kind of process, really, but formalised by cleverer people than me. Uh, anyway, it is Patreon.com forward slash Chelsea Fancast. If you do wish to do that, lovely. If you do, no problem. If you don't, love you all equally. Um, you will you will get a Kerry Dixon banner if you want one. And of course, more importantly, you can join our Discord group, which is like Mixler, but 24-7 and is wonderful, full of great people. Um, we did a great in-off-the-post show this week, me, JK and Martin. We had an absolute hoot. Uh, if you want your email or Patreon message or Instagram post or tweet to be read out on the show, then let me have them by the end of the day, Sunday. The email address is chelseafancast at gmail.com uh, and we are at chelseafancast on all the socials. So there we go. Uh, I'm at Stanford Cheers. Jonathan is at Jonathan Kidd. And Clayton is at Goalie59. Clayton, uh, how delightful. We've seen you twice in, the, in a matter of weeks. I, I, my, I cannot believe it. Are you going to wave at me tomorrow night? You didn't wave at me uh, at the Liverpool game. I was very upset. Uh, well, I'm very, very sorry. And I, I stand whatever I stand. Um, yes, I will wave at you tomorrow night. There we With go. both things. With <laughs> both fingers, quite right. No, well, it'd be nice to see you as it always is. Uh, JK, uh, are you in the uh, cock tavern tomorrow night? I will be, I will be partaking of cock before the match, as always. Yes, I should be in there in reasonable time because I'm actually going up to London early tomorrow via Pimlico, and uh, hopefully, I'll get in there with enough time to have a beer or three. So, yes, and of course, I'm, I'm not having to drive home. I'm sta- see you there then. Yeah, well, I'm staying, I'm staying up so I can have a few beers tomorrow night. So, lock up your daughters. Uh, JK, I had the uh, delight of bumping into you at the West Ham game. I suspect our paths might not cross tomorrow, but uh, enjoy the game, old China. And have a jolly good go, Chidge, is all I can say. You do that, my son. And have a lovely weekend afterwards, and you lot too. Right, thank you for listening. See you next Tuesday. Until then, keep it blue, keep it carefree, and keep it chels. chels! there. I saw what you did there, you big child. (laughs) It's the 90th minute. 
all your mates around. You've got your McNuggets share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. 